What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Culture Vegas. We are back in the building with another lovely episode for we you are, beautiful man. people. We are, we are, we are. As we stated in our Instagram post, if you do follow us. You better follow us. Yeah, you better follow us. Where, what's, it, what's that, Mike? What's our app? Our app is Cultivated Ignorance. It's pretty... Cultivated Ignorance. Straightforward, Mike. Not complicated. If you saw our earlier post, this week we're going to be talking about mental health. Is that a rainbow? <laughs> yeah, it's a rainbow. Got money for graphics or no? Ooh. All right. Let's get it. We got to set it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this month is all about, this is Mental uh, Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So we thought it would be right for us to uh, touch on some topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, all, we're actually going to be talking about mostly about how love and relationships can affect your mental health and how you're supposed to, you know, stay balanced and keep stable and all that through, you know, the ups and downs of love and relationships. So. Right, right, right. You know, Michael's been broke up with a few times. Uh, uh, a couple hundred times, but I'm still on top. I'm still good. Uh, many nights listening to Jameson. Jameson, Drake, uh, anything, Party Next Door. <laughs> yeah, anything Sad Boy related? Sad Boy season. <laughs> Mike's been there. We, we, you been right next to me, baby. You was, we was crying together, remember? No, I was crying for you. You was crying for? Oh, okay. Because you're a beta male. A beta, you took that shit like me this weekend. <laughs> See, people be taking your jokes and then come on the show and then see. You know what? I ain't gotta explain it. I know. I know my worth. I don't remember you ever saying "baby." <laughs> you took this like I was. <laughs> it's fine. Have it. Um, I don't need it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> what else we talking about, Will? We gonna be talking about. Uh, <laughs> we gonna be talking about. She's gotta have a season you fucking two. Fucking thief. <laughs> hey, boy, you's a hater, bro. Um, we're going to be talking about She's Got to Have It Season 2. Yeah. Uh, Spike Lee's Netflix uh, series based off of his movie. Yeah. She's Got to Have It Back in the Day. We're also going to be talking about a show. On, I don't know if a lot of black people up on it. They need to be up on it because it's, it's a show on Netflix called Easy. Which just had its first like black ass episode. So maybe they're trying to. <laughs> it was super black. <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to get some black views at the last minute, maybe. I don't know why. Like, why would you wait to the end? Just, just to be like, hey, y'all, just so y'all know. Hey, y'all, we like black people, too. We do. They can't They can't fall in love on our show. But they ain't got no kind of love. They love this money, though. They can get some ass, though, yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about Easy. Uh, it had this third and final season on Netflix, but it was it was, it was very good. It was series. very good. It was a very good show. Yeah. We're going to tell y'all more about the show if y'all don't watch the show. So uh, we're going to get into all that. But first, we're going to let Mike... the piddly church announcement. Your face is piddly. Uh, Friday 31st. Um, first of all, shout out everybody in the chat so far. Lee, James. James said, what's up? Good looking to you. He's talking to you because he loves you. Um, Blazing, good to see y'all. Um, for the people in our live chat this weekend, May 31st, which is tomorrow night um, at Hardin Auditorium in Georgia. Because you know I got to shout out all the Georgia people. I don't know what that was, but it was the 31st. That was stupid. Uh, it's the Salmon and Grits Poetry Showcase hosted by Anthony Anthony Sleepy Eyes Carter. Don't be looking at my shit, bro. Get your bro. Um, That's all you got on Dude is a super, <laughs> dude is a super, super um, dope poet. And um, he's been doing Salmon and Grits, I forgot how many years now. It's been an amazing poetry showcase. They have, um, of course, Salmon and Grits, but um, poetry, music, paintings, all kind of good stuff. Again, that's hosted by Anthony Carter, along with DJ Swag. It's a $20 cover, but swag, I... Swag, 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 swag. Can you not talk? 
on parts of the show that don't belong to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a $20 cover. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. It's going to be super dope. Saturday, June 1st. Stop thinking of stuff to say. That's my mama's birthday. <laughs> you going to get us something for once? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Blazing, that is at um, Hardin Auditorium in Georgia on May 31st on, um, tomorrow. That's, in, like I said, in Georgia. So you got to travel for that one. Um, Saturday, June 1st is a Saturday night open mic at the Casual Pint hosted by my boy Stevie Harris. Um, it's always very dope. He just hosts open mic. If you don't know Stevie, very dope um, guitar player and singer, blues singer, awesome peoples. That is going down this Saturday, June 1st. Saturday night open mic at the Casual Pint in Lexington. Go out there, have fun, be merry. It's absolutely you have the free. For the people? I do not have the address because they can just look it up. Wow. Ben said, "Look at this ugly nigga, Will." Yeah, he's 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 hideous. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry you gotta look at this man. Um, you one of them lost niggas they be Scott, talking about. Scott, hi, what's going on? Glad you joined. Send you, I'll send you the info on Blazer. Um, last but not least, um, June 6th, which is next Thursday. It's people next door. Calm down while I read. Uh, the arcade building, it is the first Thursdays at Pelliclaude. Y'all know we used to host Blue Note Poetry at um, the arcade building. But um, now we have the White Mule. But still go to um, the arcade building on the first Thursdays. Because it's still lit. Um, like I said, my good friend Paige has a shop called Pelaclod. It is amazing. And she will be hosting First Thursdays there with music by Goddess Tanisha and Rose Gold. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Goddess Tanisha. She's very, very dope. And um, it's going to be hit. also featuring art by January Remington, a good friend of mine. Mia uh, Lunaria, which is also a super dope person. And Willow Stick Studio. And even more people. Um, it's going to be amazing. That's absolutely free. Like I said, first Thursdays at Pelaclaude, which is at the arcade building on Main Street. Beautiful place. Check it out. It's absolutely free. Be there. This bitch boy here. My staff is better. You saw how natural it came? Oh, okay, you got the ashiness in your thumb. That's what it is. <laughs> don't matter what, don't, it don't matter why it's better. This is. <laughs> you want me to get the clapping in? No, God, no. You almost killed Taryn. Um, <laughs> you almost killed her. Oh, man. So, uh, this month being about mental health awareness, um, I know Mike, he does therapy. Oh, yeah. Um, but I guess, like, for <clears throat> black people and men especially, um, what are some things you think that we struggle with or that we could do better to have, you know, a better mental health relationship? Uh, oh, while in a relationship? Yeah. Um, I made like a you know me my list. Or this guy here. <laughs> oh, despite him never being in relationships, he's got he's got answers for us. I just act like I am. Um, one thing I think we all, one thing I have started doing myself, and we all should do more, is um just being completely, completely honest with ourselves about what we want, and ourselves being honest with ourselves about what we expect from others, and not just kind of going with the flow of things. Um, I think sometimes we get infatuated with somebody and we get caught up in this, you know, everything's going well. Especially if you start having sex really early. You get caught in that whole mist. Um, Star, your good friend Star, made a good point about people who have sex with, you know, very early in a relationship. A lot of times you just get lost in the sauce. And even when you wait, you're just in that honeymoon phase. You get, you know, just lost in somebody's aura. But uh, you just really got to sit down with yourself and just be honest about what you expect from other people and what you expect for yourself. 
you know, I think people don't really do that enough. I think we just kind of look at Instagram memes and videos and these YouTube, you know, videos and people talking about relationships and just go off of what these people tell us that we should expect or should, what, what everything that should be happening instead of just looking at ourselves as, you know, individuals and um, we just get lost and confused. So in your past relationships, when chicks have cut you off, how does that affect your mental health? <laughs> Now let me cut off. <laughs> when they're like, no boy, this shit ain't working no with me. Boy, this, like no boy. Old, this is my high school relationship. Is that what this is? No, this is the, no, this is the chicks you talk to now. It doesn't happen now, so it's fine. And they're like, oh man, that was a waste of six minutes of my life. That was a waste of six minutes of my life. Six minutes? Yeah. You talking about yourself? Or no, I'm talking about you. They, they, they told me. They, told, they all told you? They collectively told you? Well, two of them. I mean, that's all of them. <laughs> From, the worst. <laughs> from 18 to 30 for 31 this guy's the worst um i've been cut off but but i have had to stop I'm told to stop <laughs> i feel like and i feel like you might have had this issue before too you ever like go through a breakup but it wasn't like a terrible breakup so you still try to maintain a friendship like right off the bat mm-hmm <laughs> Shit don't be working. That's just a bad idea. <laughs> Super bad idea. Like I'm all for like people coming back together as friends. Yeah, yeah, but but like there needs to be that clear and even like break to where y'all you know establish that these are gonna be the boundaries from here on out. Right. And if y'all do decide to come back together again, then you know those boundaries will be set as far as we're just gonna be friends or right. whatever. You know when you got when you don't have that kind of understanding. Shit gets really messy and muddy, and you know one person could get hurt more than the other person because it seems to be like after people break up, they're never on quite the same page unless they sit down and like have that awkward talk. <laughs> awkward ass talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've done that before, and it, I did that shit for two years. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did that shit for two years. <laughs> Me and this girl like stayed in this weird spot for like two years, mm-hmm. and so was y'all doing that thing where you like we broke up, but we gonna still occasionally have sex or some shit? No, no, we we was always having sex. Oh, so you, you just <laughs> we super was always having sex. Super ain't sex. Yeah, but no, I mean it wasn't me. Like we was both nah, fucking you. each other's heads up at times. That's you. I don't blame you. Well, <laughs> you can. I mean, you ain't got nothing else going on in your life. <laughs> <laughs> man, what you saying, man? Y'all, the two years. No, nah, man, we did it for like two years, and like, <clears throat> there was times where like she would think it's one thing, and I wouldn't be feeling it because of, you know, the little bit of partying I was doing or whatever, and you know, there was times when she was where uh, where I was feeling it because shit had slowed down for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was like a whole Drake album. It was just. <laughs> It was a whole fucking Drake album. It was just us going back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, bro. So, yeah, that shit don't work whatsoever. But also, man, I think, like, you know, when when men are in relationships and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I don't think we talk to, in general, I don't, not not even relationships, I don't think we talk to other men about, like, what we're going through enough. To on a real level? Yeah. We just, like, we just vent when so-and-so is getting on the nerve. Yeah, oh, this bitch did this. You know what I mean? Right. But like we don't talk about like, hey man, this is this shit is really going on, and like I don't fucking know what to do. So, you know what I mean? Like I don't. Nah, that's very true. 
Like, I mean, do you feel like, all right, so this is, I've been saying, like, I felt like this is wave, especially in the male community of people addressing mental health a lot more and opening up more to men, being with other men and coming out with their true feelings. But people are telling me, like, it's, it's still terrible. Like, it's still in, like, shambles. I mean, that's like saying, like, okay, um, women can go outside now versus, like, back in, like, you know, back in, like, the medieval times when they couldn't do shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's an improvement, but it's so slight that, like, shit's still bad. You know what I mean? Shit's still in a bad place, but I feel like... Yeah, maybe because, you know... And also, we have... Also, I think, like, we have a better circle than most. I was just about to say, yeah. So, social media is catered to your circle. You're going to see, see stuff that your friends post. You're going to see, you know, how cookies and shit work. You're going to see stuff that appeals to your emotions. So, maybe it is, like, this bubble I'm in. Yeah. But it just seems like on the internet in general or on shows, on TV shows, I see, like, a wave of men showing emotion and it being received, like, yeah, they let that shit out. With open arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's how it should be. That's how but it I should think be, the right? fact, but reality is, I don't think that's happening like that. No. At least we're not a lot of people. You know what I mean? Probably not. You're probably right. So, well, how have you maintained your mental health while in the one and a half relationships that you've been in? Uh, well, first and foremost, me and your mother talk about everything. It's big, bro. You. Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> My mom watched the show. See? Well, you shouldn't have tried to play me. That was but your own, that was, that was your own undoing. By telling the truth. Hey, man, me and your mom have been together for a long time. <laughs> Shut your ass up. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the question? I started. I started being an asshole. Out. That's what happened. It was your fault. It was not. What have you done to maintain your mental health while in a relationship? Or what, what techniques do you use? To oh, well. I guess I rely on people around me a lot. Um, mm. You know, I try and talk to Mike, but he doesn't have a lot of perspective since he hasn't been in a lot of relationships. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, talking to people that's older than you that have kind of been through some stuff, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I also try and, so like whenever I'm like in a relationship and I got like real shit going on, mm. I don't actually know if this is good or not, but it's always worked for me mm-hmm. in general. Like, if, if we got some real shit going on or we're upset at each other or whatever, well, I'll, I'll really try and, like, take that step back instead of, like, trying to speak about it immediately or lashing out immediately. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best things you can do because it gives you a chance to collect your thoughts, kind of lets you rationalize things. Um, not only, like, not only as far as how you have to communicate to the other person, but it lets you figure out like how is this situation really affecting me? So you that's I mean? different from like the silent treatment of like I, I ain't talking to you. Yeah, no, it's not silent treatment. It's like I'm really going to process this. Gotcha. And I'm really going to figure this shit out of my head. You feel like the woman you've been with like allowed you to do that, like um, gave you the space to do to do that. Sometimes. Sometimes. But the space is. I mean, but I'm always going to take that time though. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because I know me. <laughs> so. Right. You know. What about yourself? I want it. Well. Here you go with the notes again, people. Well, see, I, see, I, so I, re, I engage with our audience with these questions. You know what I'm saying? I actually care about y'all's feelings and everything. He so the computer all the time. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to shout out some answers from the post that I made earlier this week. And thank y'all for putting in. Calm your ass down. <laughs> uh, so, Tar, um, I'll give a friend Tar. 
uh, Will's lovely girlfriend, the awesome mother of my goddaughter. Yay, um, She said um, to maintain her personal mental health, um, she has her own shit, basically. Like, she believes both parties should have their own lives. And I've always been, like, a yeah. huge advocate for that. Like, I love the thought of having my own thing, like this poetry thing. I don't want to expect every woman I date to be into poetry. And so I love I love being able to go write some poetry or perform some poetry or go to a poetry show, and she go do whatever she want to do. Um, I don't know what that would be. And then, like, us come together at the end of the night and just tell each other about our days mm-hmm. and just, like, be able to bask and be with each other. I love stuff like that. What I don't love is feeling like... <laughs> I got to hang out with your ass. I know. I love hanging out. <laughs> I love hanging out with my significant other, but hanging out all the time, having to do everything together, I think it can be detrimental because you just start losing yourself and the other person, and like you tie your happiness to this other human being. Oh yeah. So when they're not around, you don't know what to do with yourself. That's the shit I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what brings a lot of people down. Um, you ever had something like that? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I was the bringer of downers. No, no. Yeah, and I corrected my shit from then on. Like, I, it was like she had shit going on. Like, she had moved mm-hmm. to go to school, and like I wasn't doing shit with my life. And oh lord. I don't know, man. It's like you involve yourself in that person because you ain't got shit going on, right? You know yourself. So rather than getting some shit yourself. You just make the relationship toxic as fuck. It's like, I'm just going to wait for you. Yeah, it's just completely dependent on the other person. <laughs> you know? And so, I was 19 back then, so we don't make oh. those mistakes no more. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> That's some young shit. That's yeah. a, you're supposed to, because you, you're 19, like, I mean, you should be getting your life together. You should be. I ain't got shit to do today. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a drive up to Charlotte for no reason. For no reason. Like, I'm not in college, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just, it's so easy to happen. And um, you just got to really just have your own shit. Just find your own passions and hobbies and just your yeah. own ways of making extra income. That, that'll drive you, like, to do some shit. Oh, yeah. You start getting paid for something. Um, I wanted to shout out one more person, um, SLA poet. She's a super dope poet and um, out of Augusta. She said uh, a lot of people's issues, they don't work through tra- past trauma before entering a new relationship. Thanks. And, um, and I added to that, I was like, not only that, but a lot of people bring it to the new relationship, expecting that person to fix it, to be that savior. Because, you know, we're in that honeymoon Do phase. you think people expect people to, to fix it? They're- I think people expect them to make it not hurt anymore. Like, they make them forget about it almost. I think they expect, because you make them feel so good in the beginning, they, they want to feel that feeling all the time because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, because that feeling is coming from you, like, you have to be able to supply that all the time. Yeah. So, because I never found a way to heal it myself, so I'm just going to look to you to do it. So when you don't do it or you're not available to do it, all hell comes up. It's like, I've definitely been there before. Lord Jesus, I've been there before. Um, so heal yourselves before you get a relationship. If you know you're going through some shit, heal that shit. Whatever it means. I, like Will said, I'm in therapy. I highly recommend therapy. If you can't afford therapy, maybe you have some friends that y'all can start, start like a group with to just be completely open with people that you can trust, that you can just confide in. Um, go out and just experience stuff by yourself. Just just find yourself, man. Like, it's so fun to find yourself and what you're interested in and fall in love with yourself. And um, once you do that, you can conquer the world. So, but do not bring the trauma to other people. That was my, that was my speech. Did you enjoy it? 
Okay. <laughs> the audience loves me at least. They do? Will's completely unimpressed. You see? Oh, 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 oh he's on a heart. Who did it? Who did it? <laughs> who gave me the heart? Who gave me the, who gave me the heart? I was ready to shut his ass down, too. <laughs> it came up just as I was down. <laughs> Whoever gave me the heart, thank you. Love you. <laughs> oh, all right. So this is something for the, a question for you. Mm-hmm. That I don't really have experience with because I've never actually gone to a therapist. Um, how would you suggest that people select a therapist? Oh man, um, that's a good question. I would say I, I did. Um, I asked around. I asked different people that um, knew that I knew had similar experiences. Um, hey, I don't know who that is. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> she looked me dead in the eye too. I would look at. Um, first of all, I wanted a black therapist. Um, because I just wanted somebody to have, like I said, li- similar lived experiences. And um, I prefer the woman because I've always gotten along with women a lot more than men. Not that I don't have a, not that I have a shortage of male friends, but I've always just engaged with women a lot um, better. So I just asked around. And um, like I said, good friend Star, she was already seeing her, and she recommended her. And I just went to go see her. Just, you know, So I, I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure this is mandatory with all therapists, but when you first go, they kind of just get your information. And just like get, let you just kind of talk and just kind of see what you need help with. So the first visit was just me listing all the stuff I needed help with, and what I was looking for is just how she received the stuff I was saying, because um, she's a devout Christian. And I told her off the top that I'm not religious. I'm not trying to get like you know just pray about it help. I was just as, as blunt as humanly possible and just saw how she received it, and um, it was just very well well received. And um, the more I talked to her, the more we just like started being friends on a personal level level. To the point that she was even sending me like music to put on my playlist and stuff. Like it's just very for dope your mental health or just to, just to send me just good music. Oh okay, just stuff like that, which helps my mental health because I love music. So just that, just getting to know the person, just gauging how you feel. And if you don't, if you feel a way about them, kind of make that you know separation of is am I feeling like this because I'm not comfortable with myself talking about this stuff yet, or is it because this person is making me feel uncomfortable? Like make that separation. And go from there, and um, and just just gauge it, man. It feels it's just like a natural, natural feeling. You know who you feel good talking to, like in day to day interactions. If you meet somebody, mm-hmm. and you just not feeling, you feeling the vibe about them, you probably not gonna want to talk to them more. <clears throat> the same thing with a therapist. So just respect how you feel, and um, just be open minded though. At the same time, that's all I would say. Okay. Yeah. So now we want to get into these reviews. All right. Are we doing spoiler free for She's Gotta Have It? No, how can we? I mean, we can say how we feel about the show without spoiling it. But if you want to spoil it, we can do a spoiler warning. How can we not spoil? That's what we do. <laughs> we can, t- <laughs> we can um, turn around it. <clears throat> all right. We, we ain't going to do no spoilers. All right, cool. The only spoiler I'm going to give y'all. <laughs> the watch the first episode. <laughs> if nothing else. In the first 15 minutes of the first episode, oh, Lord, boy. it is one of the greatest cinematic feats <laughs> of all time. Spike Lee did a service to his community. It's, it's better than <clears throat> it's better than a do the right thing. <laughs> the whole movie. Malcolm X. Better than more better blues. More better blues. Black Klansman. Well, that's not, I mean, yeah. that's not saying a lot. <laughs> It's better than his uh, children. 
It's better than his greatest accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than his greatest accomplishment. Um, so <clears throat> no, it's amazing. Yeah, but I don't. If you haven't seen the first season, of she's got to have it. Um, it basically follows uh, the main character Noah Darling. She's an up and coming artist uh, who lives in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with trying to get her career on track and also uh, the her relationships. Yeah, and the gentrification is going on in her neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, season one, she's mostly dealing with how to. I don't. I don't want to necessarily say juggle, but juggle three. Kind of, she's polyamorous. She got three different dudes yeah. and the and the girlfriend and a girl. Yeah, so she got four a different people. Too, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it really talks about that. Um, very good show. Uh, it yeah. it gives you a little insight on polyamory. Hmm. Um, her friends go through some things. Um, what is it? Body image. Yeah, one of her friends gets blood injections. Yeah, and that's a whole. It's heavy handed. Heavy handed. <clears throat> how he shows how he feels about that, but. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um, what else? What does uh, her her other friend do? She's super career oriented. Oh, Chloe. Yeah, yeah. she's very career oriented, very business minded. Um, yeah. She's doing business with uh, Nola, which kind of interferes with their friendship a lot. Yeah, you. Um, yeah, you kind of see that in season two also. They got a random white homegirl. I don't really know what her purpose is. Except just I to don't be know either. A token white woman. Like this, really. She just is in there. Yeah, I think her name's Rachel. I don't know. It don't matter. It's unimportant. <laughs> Not even like well, no, her character. Racist. Yeah, her character is just insignificant. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So season two came out. What was it? Last Friday or Friday before last? Mm-hmm. I thought it was better than season one. You're wrong as fuck. Okay. Why would you say that it's not as good? I almost want to hear why you would say it is. No, I'm asking you, brother. That's fine, brother. Okay. So who those who don't aren't familiar with um, she's got to have it. It's based off a movie that Spike's first movie actually, way way back in the day. And um, so season one was entirely story. The storyline, the general storyline, was entirely based off the movie. It just modernized, and um, it was very good because they had the story to stick to. They had the. You know, story I don't remember you saying it was very good the first season. I love the first season. What are you talking about? No, you you said it was okay. I put a whole like status up. Saying like even after the first episode, like I was, I'm in there. I'm locked in. Get your, get your juicy lips out of here. Um, no, I love the first season. Okay. It had some. Show me the status then. Spike, I'll, I'll bring it up. Spike has some heavy handedness, um, especially with the whole gentrification shit, which comes back into season two, um, with the whole body image thing, with um woman getting um plastic surgery and stuff. Very handed, but that's Spike. That's what he do. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that turned me off. But aside from that, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the first season. I feel like the second season, I literally remember saying, I think I said this to you, like, what the hell are they going to talk about? Because the whole first season was the whole movie. Yeah. And so I was like, what's she going to do? Because she, at the end of the first season, spoiler warning, I guess you could say, but she decides, like, she's just going to release all the dudes and just find herself. So I was like, what the hell? Is she going to just re- get back with them and then just, mm-hmm. is that going to be the story? But season two... The storyline <laughs> was um, she decides to pursue a serious relationship with Opal, which was her the woman that she was with, Ooh. and um yeah she finds out, and um see where that goes, but that starts having issues, and so it's, it's, that's the general storyline of season two. Like I said, we're gonna do spoiler free. Is she tries to do a serious relationship with Opal while befriending all the dudes that she was having sex with before? Now she's just friends with them, 
So it's about what they've been doing and what they're doing now. And um, it's just the storyline is so, so thin. Like, it's so, the show really felt like the quote-unquote storyline is just a, I guess, backdrop for Spike to just show, like, random acts of black excellence with these random, like, black artists, celebrities, um, historical figures, historical events. These things just come in and out of the whole season, mm-hmm. in and out the whole time. Also, there's just random black performances like singing. Like Mars has a whole singing solo singing shit. Oh, he killed that shit though. He said, "Yeah, I don't yes. know why I was in there." That's why. It's, yeah, this is like if it was a single, sure, but it was just a random, a whole song just to hold the show to end the show with. It's like a whole three, four minute performance of him just singing. Okay, which is like okay. Um, <laughs> You're a hater, bro. I'm not a hater, bro. But just it's just these random things will happen. Like they went, they go to Puerto Rico at one point, and a whole bunch of black shit happens there. They she Dola's like going going around taking pictures and she finds a black family who are just chilling chilling on their porch. And she's like, "Can I take a picture, of y'all?" They're like, "Yeah, sit down. Let me tell you about Black History." And then nigga just talks about <laughs> the black history and the thing. And it's just so random, bro. She's it's like, just, "I've never been here before." She's like, "I've never been here before," but it's like. <laughs> He just goes into this whole spill about black history in that part of whatever they were at. Why can't why can't niggas just educate people? He can do that, but it felt like a damn YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> why are you hating for? It felt like a damn YouTube like black history video or something. Like if you want to do that, do that. But like if we're supposed to be telling a story, like these things are just happening around her no, randomly, and it's like. <sighs> She's supposed to be getting revelations from him or whatever. Nah, fam, I disagree. Go ahead with just no disagreement. I felt like her character got developed a lot more than it did in season one. How? Shut your ass up. <laughs> First off, I don't fuck this shit. <laughs> so I felt like season one, it kind of gave you, you know, kind of what she was about, but she was already kind of in that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At this at this season. It, it it she was dealing with more kind of growth of herself as far as really exploring you know the relationship with Oprah, really exploring a, a monogamous relationship with anyone. Okay. You know, it showed her immaturities as far as how she acts in relationships. All right. Um, what else was there? It showed her growth as an artist, also, where she went from you know painting. The painting wasn't giving her inspiration anymore. Therefore, she switched over to photography. Mm-hmm. You don't agree with. I, I felt like very I felt like it developed her a lot as a her character. It felt very like, and I didn't feel it. I guess I didn't. I saw it. How did you not feel it? Like, this shit was just happening. Like, <laughs> Steph was literally. You didn't feel like, like for instance, when she, they went to the, the only like, thing I felt like that would just just happen was the Puerto Rico thing. That's in line with what I'm talking about. Like, with the Nation Time thing when they were um. It's like the whole Nation Time thing was supposed to be like, you know, her getting her inspiration to meeting the dude or whatever like that. Yeah. Which was very, like, thinly put on there. But, like, it's just, it just had this whole break where it would just display each of the artists and their names because these are all real people. Yeah. And it was just, like, showing their real artist names and their art and everything. And it was just, like, having a round table where they were talking about art. It seemed like the whole Nation Time thing was just, like, kind of used to make that happen, to put that on display so you would look these people up. I don't. I don't feel like it got in the way of the story while doing it. I felt like the, it showed how thin the story was because you're just trying to show this these people. You're not really. You don't really have much of a story, so you just 
using what is there to show this. It's what I felt. I disagree. I, I mean, I thought, yes, it was put in there, but, like, it was put in there to accentuate, you know, Noah as <laughs> Noah. Nola, <laughs> Nola herself being a part of this real uh, circle, mm. you know what I mean? I mm. don't feel like it was just forced in there to, for it to be in there. Maybe you just enjoyed it more than me, then. I guess so, bro. I just, I just enjoy art more than you. So, uh, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> so, you've, so you were completely invested in Jamie's storyline and Mars' storyline um, and Greer's storyline. I, they didn't really have much of a storyline. Like, they were in there, exactly. but, like, it all was... The only one that had a real separate storyline was Mars. Yeah, which had... A, Mars has a very unique twist. Did you catch the twist at the end? Yeah, that was... That was, that was random as well. That was fucked up. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> but you... But it, it makes sense, though. It like, does, it does. It's just random, but it does. Like, yeah, I can't reveal it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my man, Mars be knocking him down, but... My man Mars be getting it in. But you didn't find Mars insanely annoying throughout? Yes, he is, bro. That's his whole character. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, actually annoying. He's, his character is supposed to be annoying, but he's supposed to be funny. Uh-huh. I felt like he was actually annoying. Like, actually, especially that bathroom scene where he's in the bathroom, <laughs> and the camera stays on him way too fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's just in the bathroom at one point doing this awful-ass note just to show his range, and the camera stays on him. It had to be like a whole two minutes. Like it was. I was like, "Oh, nigga, what are you still doing this?" <laughs> that shit. That nigga actually got on my nerves. Mars and I don't know who the fuck keeps giving Fat Joe lines. In this damn <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Why does he do the accent? I don't know. I felt like you know what? I felt like I was fucked. Up. I was like. Maybe I forgot how Fat Joe talks. Let me go no. look at some interviews. <laughs> no. Maybe this is him. Nigga talks so regular. He talks so regular. <laughs> In this show, he is so over the top. It's such a terrible, yeah. terrible actor. I don't know why they got him doing this <laughs> fake-ass Rosie Perez <laughs> accent. It's so dramatically, like, so... And Rosie Perez is in this season. Rosie, yes, he's in the movie. I mean, that was the um, show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> golly, that nigga is the worst, but... I feel like Jamie's storyline led to fucking nowhere. Like, um, the whole shit he was doing. I don't know if it led nowhere, but it did leave you like it, that. That could have been cut. Like they could just got a divorce. They could have just <laughs> did what they was gonna do. <laughs> like, I did like the little boy though. Little boy was cool. Virgil, yeah, Virgil's cool. But, yeah. And then, mama, huh? Who's your mama? Oh, oh my gosh. All right, so this is another point. Mama bad as hell, though. Um, despite what this damn dated as verbiage, he be having this character use, it's like that dated of, like, it's not necessarily, like, not in style, but, like, no one's saying the shit anymore like, right now. Like, give me an example. So when the mama finally found out who Nola was and pulled her to the side and was like, oh. and she was like, get the fuck out of here before I beat your ass. World star, bitch. Who the fuck still says world star? <laughs> And who says world star for themselves <laughs> when nothing's being recorded? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she was. Maybe she was what? Well, go ahead. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Maybe he was trying to show like how 
old or out, out or out of style. She actually no, is. Bro, I was I was I was, I was, I was, I was going there first. I was going there first. I was like, no, bro, this nigga was dead serious. <laughs> he thought that shit would fit. <laughs> he thought it slid in there perfectly. Spike didn't write that dialogue. I don't know who did it. Oh my gosh! And then you the took it the wrong way. Just you took it the wrong way. Go ahead, defend Spike, just like you did with Black Klansman. Defend him till you die. <laughs> <laughs> then the shit with the gentrification when the, the bike shop, the skate shop got closed down and the white man was trying to talk to him. <laughs> and the old girl kept saying, <laughs> old girl kept screaming, reclaiming my time! Reclaiming my time! <laughs> Who's still saying these things? <laughs> Bro, that shit was so funny. It was so, it was, it was so over the top. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> they kept screaming it over and over again. <laughs> Y'all, literally, every time this white dude opened his mouth, black people were screaming, reclaiming my time. That shit was so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking goofy. Bro, it's so funny because, <laughs> because, like, that's, I can see somebody doing that. Like, that's why it's funny. Oh, my gosh. That shit oh was so dumb. <laughs> I was like, where's Will? Where's Will? And she kind of looked like Maxine Waters when she was doing it, too. She kind of did. Oh, man. That was that shit. Um, <laughs> you gonna defend that one too? That shit was funny. It was funny, but it was goofy as well. Um, just that shit, and um, it just like I said, man, it just seemed like it just seemed like he just really didn't know. I will say, okay, on the good side, I will say I thoroughly loved, of course, the first episode, yeah. but I loved the finale. I did love the finale with the whole. She opened up the whole exhibition with her stuff. Oh yeah, um, oh, she so Nolan ends up having this like really controversial painting. I feel like they could have been a, it could have been a lot better if they just didn't show the painting. Like that's what I was hoping they would do. Really, I was hoping like everybody just. I was thirsting to, to see the painting. I was, I was like, but but think about like what if they you never saw it, but everybody just reacted to it. She got in a whole fight with Mecca about it. Her parents came out disgusted. Her f- other friends came out like loving it. Like what if they just never showed it to us and like you just had to like. Go off of like people's reaction. I guess that would have been like more. I I, I guess like I, I probably would have enjoyed that rather than seeing the painting itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it would have just been like that. Oh, you know what I mean? I need it. I like need oh, it. you got all kind of shit going in your brain. Like <laughs> yeah. you know whatever it is, it's traumatic, but it's sexual. Like you don't know what it is. Like did you enjoy the painting? That was that was pretty good. Like it wasn't. It wasn't as offensive as I thought. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like Mecca, because that's what that's what I think we fucked up the whole Mecca. I love the whole Mecca scene, where Mecca. So Mecca has this whole argument with Noah, where she's like, "It's trauma, and you're giving white people what they want, which is pain porn." Yeah. And um, that's how you give them power. Like you're taking power away from us. They don't need to see that shit. And it's like a whole. It's a great scene. Like them going back and forth. Mecca's like crying and shit, and Noah's crying. And it's a good question that a lot of black artists get asked, like. When you tell a story that involves black people that involves like death or pain, like who are you really doing it for? Because we already know, like you know, a lot of fucked up things happen to black people. But are we doing this to like reaffirm that? Are we doing this for white people to see? Are we doing this because we want it to stop? Are we doing this because this is all we know? Like it's a great dialogue, and so they're having this whole exchange. So when you see that whole exchange, and then you see the painting, it's like. I know you could have been offended, but I don't know if I would be over here bawling, crying, 
Like acting like you just fucked my up the man, whole. My, my man was uh, boycotting the shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the dude. Oh, I forgot his name. The dude, the damn mask on. The nigga decided to boycott it on the spot. It's like I don't know. Y'all doing a lot for this <laughs> for this painting, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have been that upset. But yeah, you're probably right, man. Like it would have been. It would have been sweeter, like if they hadn't never showed it. Yeah. Or they showed it at the beginning of next season or whatever. Oh, they well maybe yeah yeah that been maybe I would like just never seen it at all and just have my mind wander. Yeah. Like what could it have possibly been? <clears throat> but I guess I ain't convinced you, man. Like I said, y'all can watch it for yourselves. I just didn't feel like the story was very strong. Like a lot of people just wondering. Greer finds us. <coughs> Baddie. Yeah, Batty that he starts to fuck around with. And she's an artist. And apparently she's like a quarter black of somewhere in her. I like Mars' storyline. I like Mars' storyline. Mars is the most interesting of all of them. Yeah. Because um, they actually give him screen time. They actually give him screen time. It feels like Jamie's just getting people to fight his battles. And just, you feel like that? What did Jamie really do Like at the end of the day? I think he owned up to his shit like he in did. first season he didn't really own to it yeah that's why they're getting divorced in the first place because he he got found out that he cheated and he wasn't about to deny it no more yeah but I mean like I'm just saying like in the first season he was like you know doing all this other stuff and when she found the check with going to NOLA mm-hmm. you know he denied it. he said whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's a nigga denying it <laughs> 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 huh <laughs> That's when you get caught. You get that, huh? <laughs> but yeah, man. I don't know. Y'all check it out for yourselves. Y'all let me you know. Cut, you, can, you can cut Jamie. You can cut Greer. Just Mars and the girls. Mars and the girls. <laughs> and Opal. Especially Opal. Oh, whoa. Okay, cut Opal out. Better not cut Opal out. <laughs> All right, man. All right. On the easy. <laughs> so, easy. Uh, it follows the relationships of a bunch of different couples and even some singles people. Um... Do we really need to go into all the couples? Oh no 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 no! All we right, can yeah. just like say we can. I figure we can just say the name of the, the episode of the season, and then just say what generally happens, and then just go into the topic things. Word. All right. So yeah, like I said, it follows couples and kind of their ups and downs, you know, throughout these episodes. So, mm-hmm. um, in the first episode, uh, you got. Who is it? Andy and uh Andy and um Kyle. I, I call him Kyle. I think that's his name. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, they started an open relationship and it just basically goes through how they feeling about it. <laughs> it's not going well. Uh, they got one of the more interesting storylines. Yeah, yeah. They started. They're married couple <clears> with <throat> kids. Marriage is kind of running dry, so they started. Well, Andy decided they wanted to do an open relationship. Kyle was kind of surprised by this shit, but he's like, "All right, well, if it'll save my marriage, let's try it." Yeah. And um, initially, things are going well for Andy because she she goes out and finds a black peen. Yeah, that nigga <laughs> fucked the shit out of yeah. her. That shit was too real for her, so she's like, that nigga fucked her like he didn't know her. <laughs> he did. <laughs> like they didn't just have a whole like night of conversation. <laughs> and um, but fast forward to third season, um, Andy's kind of over the whole um. She's kind of well. No, I'm sorry. This, this particular episode. They're both doing their thing. Andy um, decides that she wants to try a new friend who's been a long-term friend of hers that she hasn't seen in a while. She, she went about it wrong. Yeah, so she wants to try him. She was doing it wrong. She was, yeah, she did it all wrong. <laughs> and um, Kyle has like a side girlfriend who just breaks up with him. So that's the general. Yeah. 
same episode. So we just wanted to kind of tell y'all like a rough overview of each episode, and then like we had some talking points that kind of relate to the episode about ourselves. Yeah, that we just want to ask each other. So go ahead, go ahead. So the last first one was um, have you? Oh, I'm sorry. If you were in an open relationship. <laughs> I asked this question before. Well, this actually was a lot hilarious, more hilarious than the first asked this question. <laughs> but the first question is, if you were in an open relationship, would you want to hear about all the good times your partner has with their side food? All right, so, I'm going to stick to my original answer. <laughs> especially based off the context of the show, because Kyle is in an open relationship, and he wasn't the initiator of it. And, no, he, he, wa- and he still wanted to hear about what she had going on. I don't know why, but... But I feel like if you if you start an open relationship, <clears throat> then there needs to be that communication. That way, there's no like, you know, mistrust or whatever. Communication, yes, but you want to hear about like what a delightful day she had. I, see, I don't want to know about like dick getting thrown in her mouth. <laughs> that's what, that's what she gonna tell you, bro. <laughs> that's what she gonna I tell you. I don't know about that. I'm good. <laughs> Let me tell you all that, bro. He threw the he blew the back of my throat <laughs> out. It was much more graphic when we first talked about it. Did you just kiss my kids? <laughs> <laughs> bro. <laughs> so yeah, we had this talk last week, and that's where I jumped off the dragon. Like, <laughs> I, when you're telling me about how much bigger his dick is, and which I was, I don't think she would tell you how much bigger it is, but she would if you want her to tell you the good times. Boy, she was like, it. "Oh my gosh, he just took me to the movies. He took me out to eat. Then he came home. He ate me out." And I was like, ah. "My tonsils are bruised." <laughs> and that's the other thing, bro. What if, what if she started doing some brand new shit? Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Bro. Like some stuff, like, <laughs> bro, like she started taking up the butt. He let she be letting him throat fuck all those kinds of stuff. I tell you what would, would make you upset is um, Dad said it depends on if y'all y'all living together or not. It depends on if y'all living together or not. If you want to hear the stuff, I don't know, bro. I don't think it matters. I don't know, I don't know if it matters, but you can. And I also, I, also, I think like over relationships is something for like people who are married. Like if you're gonna define it as over relationship, and it's gonna be something you start after you get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like for married people. Why versus single people who are dating each other? Well, if you, I feel like, bro, if, y- if y'all need to go towards an open relationship because y'all have lost the passion in y'all relationship, oh, y'all just need to break the fuck up. I'm not, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't speaking from the perspective of loss, losing the passion. Just as that's just some shit. Like you both know that you can't be monogamous. Well, that's well, then that's so polygamy. Like, that's polygamous relationship, right? Polygamy is um when you marry to multiple people. Polyamory. I'm sorry. Yeah, polyamory. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. But you, but, I guess like you would know that going in, right? Like you would know that you can't. Yeah, I thought that's what you were speaking on. But that's not. But that's not what they're doing. You talking about the, in the in the show? Yeah. Oh no no no! I thought yeah. you were talking about on a personal level with us. Oh no! I don't want to know about that shit. <laughs> like we in a polyamorous relationship? No, you keep that shit yourself. But that's we married. Then I need to know about that shit, except for the nasty shit. I was about. To <laughs> I was about to say, why should be some simple shit that break your heart? Like, like when, when y'all together, she don't ever want to be on top for like more than like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but what would this do? I was riding this motherfucking oh. dick for hours. <laughs> I didn't even want to get off. <laughs> he ain't had to do shit. He was picking me up on my just, butt yeah, He was just bouncing my ass. <laughs> he 
be doing shit like that. Bro. That's terrible. Let you let you turn to a porn star with another dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be mad as fuck. Uh, Thad, feel free to tell us about your open relationship. If y'all told every, each other everything, if you want to put that out there. Yeah, please. Uh, if y'all, if, if, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> nah, man, if you're cool with it. If you're cool with it, feel free. Um, um, keep going to the next one. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> have you ever stepped outside of your comfort zone while dating somebody? I would say I have and um, regretted it. And that I had a rule for the longest that I would never take whoever I was dating to the strip club with me because from my personal experience, and you know one of our good friends' experience, um, <laughs> we got to get in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um, remember when um, we took our homeboy to the strip club with his girlfriend and y- you and another friend of ours who's actually a guest on the show, Derek, paid for him to get a lap dance. Y- y'all cleared it with his girlfriend beforehand. <laughs> and she she said she was cool with it, but in fact, in fact, the matter is she was testing him, quote unquote. What kind of bullshit is that? This is some dumb shit. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, go ahead. <laughs> so he got the lap dance, and this motherfucker lost her damn mind and punched this dude in his face. It was it was just stupid. So like, I always vowed to never take my girlfriend with me to a strip club, but um, I went outside my comfort zone by taking one of my exes to a strip club with me one time, and. <laughs> Everything was going well. Like, everything was fine. We was with a group of friends. I feel like you were there. I might have been. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be out. <laughs> you be out here. You <laughs> up every night. Throwing bands. And all. Because I got them like that. Everything was fine. <laughs> Paying tuitions. Everything was fine. <laughs> everything was good. And um, I was like, you good? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And um, after that, what I realized was everything was fine as long as, like, the skinny, scrawny woman on stage. And lo and behold, this fine ass black woman, thick ass black woman get on stage and shaking ass. And apparently I was looking a little bit too hard. And she got an attitude with me and stopped talking. And I was like, shit, now nah, I can't even enjoy myself because I know when I get home it's gonna be a fight. So it was like, that's the one time, that's the one time I was like, this shit proved my point. Like I'm never doing this shit again. Um, but it wasn't even that big a fight. She just got insecure for the moment, I guess. <laughs> um, what about you? Nah, man. Um... What? I thought you was about to start my story. Well, what story are you going to tell? I don't know what story you're going to tell. Oh, I probably no. know it already, too. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. No, no. So, no, 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 never mind, never mind. Now I got to think about it. Never, 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 never. All right, so I'm going to talk about the time. I don't know if I got gone outside of my comfort zone by dating, mm-hmm. but by having a relationship with somebody, it was sexual. But, uh,. Mm-hmm. I started having sex with this like fifty year old woman. Oh, is that the story you thought I was gonna tell? No, no, no. no. I thought we talked about the strip club thing. You threw me off. Oh no, I'm. You I'm threw me off with the strip club story. I'm bringing it up later. I'm bringing. It, I know what you're talking about. I'm bringing that up later. Got you. You gonna you gonna do that for real? Huh? I got you, bro. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, man. Like when I was dating this, not dating. I keep giving <laughs> her more credit. Okay. <laughs> I keep mis mis uh, describing the relationship. <laughs> Um, you don't want to fall in love with him. Um, of course. So, yeah, man, we was, we was messing around, man. She was just super, like, to the point, saying what she wanted, this, that, and the third. Letting it be known, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, do you like this? Do you like that? She was like, nope, yep, nope, yep. <laughs> Luckily for me, she was down with just about everything. Okay, so. nasty. I was just out here just 
BDSM in it, huh? I was blue chewing it, bro. Blue chew. <laughs> He's going nonstop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's popping three of them shit. Sweat be dripping in your eyes. He's shaking it <laughs> he, Yeah, he go. He, <laughs> That's how you got to do it, man. No, but so she was on some grown woman stuff, like yeah. So you th- you feel like that was um you feel like that made you more attractive to grown older, older woman versus woman uh, running your peer group? No, because I, I, we had nothing in common. Oh damn! <laughs> well, shit. It was purely physical. <laughs> um, but it was nice, you know that that difference. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. some of y'all be scared to say what y'all like. So I don't know why people. I think people was afraid of judgment. I think people. Yeah. Ooh, afraid of judgment is a big one. Afraid, afraid of um, no. Like, I think a lot of dudes think if they don't tell women they strip, just only want sex. They won't. They just think that they just get slapped in the face or something. But disrespectful. To tell women you just want sex. That's what. That's what society. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Okay. Oh. So, um, it's the goat episode. <laughs> is it? It's, the goat. it's not the goat episode, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> episode four is uh, called Spontaneous Combustion. It's about uh, two girls that have been dating a long time. And for whatever reason, this is one girl says she doesn't want to, she wants to uh, explore her other options. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> Before they, I guess, re-sign the lease, which meant like, yeah. I guess resign the lease and make it official. Like, oh, this is a death sentence thing. I got to get out of here. And <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, for out of nowhere, she has commitment issues. <laughs> Apparently, they've resigned the lease before. She's like, oh, 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 gosh. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so <clears throat> it kind of goes through their journey of uh, the one girl exploring her other options, <laughs> exploring all the other options. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other girl going through a little bit of heartbreak and then yeah. getting over it uh, rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other girl coming back. <laughs> coming What's back on some bullshit. Bro, some ultra bullshit. She, she, was, she was out there thotting, having a good time, but she had nowhere to live. She had nowhere to go. So she comes and stays with the ex that she just broke up with, stay on her couch until she can get on her feet or whatever. So the ex that's getting over her. Finds a new boo and goes on a date. This nigga loses her mind, floods her phone with all kind of paragraphs and Bro. old pictures and videos. I think one of the messages said like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just now seeing this," and um, all kind of memories. That's some fuckboy <laughs> shit right there, boy. All kind of super bullshit. And so the ex feels bad and comes home, and then they. Oh, even worse. The worst part of it all. The one that broke up with old girl. So she the ex had packed all her shit up and was like, I need you to get this shit together and be gone by the morning. Like, I'm going on this date. Bye. Where'd you get the fuck out? Where'd you get the fuck out. The damn the late old girl decides to unpack her shit while she was sending all these messages. Completely the opposite shit. Complete opposite. Unpacks all her shit, puts it back where it was in her house, floods her phone with all these messages of memories and shit. So fucked up the whole because the other girl was on her date. She was she she's about to get busy with her friend. She's about to have sex and everything. She sees a mess. She sees a phone. Gets all heartbroken all over again. And it's like sorry. I don't know. I just got a bunch of texts. I gotta see what's up. And she gets home and old girl done, done unpacked all her shit. 
and is like, can we be back together? Bro, she don't even say that. She just, she didn't, she just, she just, she just, she just <laughs> nuzzle up next to her. Nuzzle up. You ever did a fuck one with this one? Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I've been there. Why? Why, 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 why did you, you do it? Because it's, it's Drake life. You don't you don't want to be with him, but you can't stand to see him with nobody else. Oh, so gross. Drake has cultivated this nonsense <laughs> we're living in. It's so gross. It's so gross. I've been guilty of it too. <laughs> I've been gu- oh, it's so bad, yo. Bro, it's like that's where you're comfortable at. Like, especially for her who went out into the world and it shit didn't go, you know, successfully or how she thought it was gonna go. How did she think it was gonna go? I don't know. I don't know how you thought homelessness was gonna go. <laughs> what? I think is it just entitlement? It's, it's got to be just pure entitlement. I suppose, like, of like, I can just do what the fuck I want. Or was it just like I just got to act out real quick? I just got to get all this shit out of my system because I've been in this mundane. Was it? What I was thinking was. I don't think so because she still came there with the intention that she was going to leave back out again. She still said I'm only going to be on the couch for a couple days until she realized old girl was going to be gone, gone. So it's like, so you saying she wised up? Who? You saying the? I wish you could remember this girl's name. It's a black girl and a, and a white girl. The black girl broke up with the. Um, I white know girl. that. I'm just saying we don't we don't have names, so we gotta explain oh, the shit. Black girl, white girl. <laughs> but <clears throat> did the black girl just wise up? Did like this shit ain't guaranteed? No, nah, she just no, nah, she just had a fuckboy sense of like, oh shit, I'm about to lose the one person I know for, for sure can get. I gotta do some shit to keep her here, even if I don't really want her. And I don't, I'm not completely sure that she doesn't really want her, or if she was just going through a phase. Like that's it, and that's why I wish there was another fucking season of the damn show. Um, because that's the, that's the that's the dilemma. Like, is it that? I thought, it, I thought it kind of showed that was her character in general. What? That like she was kind of just like flippant kind of person. Like I saw, so that's being that, and then there's like I gotta sleep with other people. Well, I think it. I don't fucking know. I don't think that's one and the same. Like, I like spont, you know, being spontaneous. I like doing just shit like, let's just fucking go, let's just go and just do it, and see what happens. As long as ain't nothing too crazy. I like doing that shit too, but I'm not, I'm not, that's not the same as like, I gotta act like I'm breaking up with you to sleep with all these other people, and then when I'm ass out, like cuddle up next to you again. Let me ask you this: This is completely unrelated to the whole shit. Mm-hmm. You have a problem with the girl? The, the white girl going from completely butch in the first season to like this halfway girl. girlish in the second season. Was she completely butch though? Bruh. It seemed to me like she was. She was a lot more masculine than she was this season. Okay. I didn't. F- I never felt like she was like. They softened her the fuck up. I can see. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's just her changing. I see what you're saying though. Yeah. Um, I never felt like she was just like. Completely, she was definitely the more masculine one in the relationship, hands down. Even after, the, even in season three, I think. But I think that because the new boo she found had very masculine energy as well, she was like cool. She did. With, I felt like she did. I felt like she had very, not like overly dominant. Like I'm the man in this shit, but like she like for instance when she came to her about the whole breakup in the first place, she's like I'm sorry to hear that shit, but we got work to do. If you can just like bench that shit for two seconds and we get the shit done, I'll take you out for drinks. 
Like, just her, her her assertiveness, I guess, is more the better word of, like, I'm going to take the lead. assertiveness with masculinity. I'm, I'm saying the better word to use is assertiveness oh, versus okay. masculinity. Okay. <laughs> oh. So you think women who are assertive are masculine? I don't think that. I used the wrong word. Shut up. I think that. Nigga. Shout out to all you career women. Michael thinks you're this nigga boys is the, and butch. No, I don't think that at all. Any woman that stands up for herself. Will is the known problematic person on the podcast. He's trying to project the shit on other people. And that's fine. I'm not trying to project nothing. I'm only using your words. Because the other one was more assertive. Not masculine, but assertive. (laughs) I think she was cool with just kind of falling into, you know, a more, I don't know, reserved role. Okay, reserved role. But, yeah, she went out and dressed lipstick. Yeah, I don't remember her doing (laughs) it in the second season at all. You're right. (laughs) But anyway, all right. All right. Um, so the next one we got is uh, blank. Oh no, it's yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you ever greatly benefited from being on a drought? Absolutely. <laughs> He's benefiting right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> but like it was a drought. I, I think the longest drought I ever had was um when I had broke up with my longest relationship. We were together for a long ass time. I broke up with her. My ass went back to college. <laughs> um, I started doing this whole art shit. Um, I started finding myself, man, because I wasn't just consumed in another person. And um, though sex is wonderful, I think you can just have a lot more clear state of mind. I mean, state sex shouldn't cloud your state of mind, but, but, but when you does. don't... <laughs> but it does. But it does, and like, I think it's not even so much the actual act of sex as just constantly thinking about this other person and pleasing this other person. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you're in a continued sexual relationship with somebody, like you're constantly thinking about how this person feels about you, what they're doing, who they're doing it with. Um, if something you said came off the wrong way, if it came off the right way, you got all this shit in your brain, and it's so easy to get distracted. And when you don't have any of that going on, Yep. Um, that agrees, yeah, it can be an absolute clearing experience. If you have none of that going on, you can just focus on yourself and what just makes you happy. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look at the third of the week. Yeah, we, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. That was extreme. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got that shit going on. You can just focus on what you're doing and what you're trying to do. It really is wonderful. That's what I don't like about our society is that we just put so much value on having sex and or having someone that you can have access to have sex with or going out with somebody and having to have sex on that first date. Like, we put so much emphasis on that and I don't think it's healthy. You you ever benefit from a drought? I have. But I must say that while the drought was going on, it didn't feel feel like I was getting shit done. (laughs) It felt like I was... Dry meated. Was, dry meated? Yeah. Meat was dry as hell. What'd you do then? You ain't No, nah, I mean during that time, um I did a little bit of finding myself uh, most mostly kinda like figuring out what I had done wrong in past relationships and kinda correcting myself as a human being mm-hmm. as far as, you know, getting my own interests, things like that. Um I did do a lot of advancement while at work. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately it was at Sam's Club. Oh shit! Yeah, it was, I, mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was on my shit. Just we can't. You no, know, Sam's Club is the greatest. If y'all want to be sponsors, y'all are wonderful. Oh yeah, hey. Three fifty Harbors and Boulevard. Why you weak snap them? 
That's what they deserve. Oh, until they start I go to cutting the check. They go to sponsorship. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I did a lot of discovering myself. I think that's the main thing you do because you, because you have like time to yourself. Yeah, you're not thinking about another person. And they're turning up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, you just you know you just get to think about your own thoughts and not really involve yourself too much. Right. In another person. Yeah, yeah man. Remember so, that, people. If you if you're on a drought. Or even be celibate. I haven't tried it yet, but like, I've been talking about being celibate for a long time. <laughs> and, um, I ain't done it yet. Bro, I think I'm, I might try it. I'm, sure, I'm think, sure you will. I think you can just sure. do a lot of good things. Sure. <laughs> Get your mind right. <laughs> and I'll um, just learn, learn yourself and just advance yourself, man, without being consumed in another person. No. All right. We're going to do it together. What are you doing? Get to the to Shake your pinky. <laughs> all right, we got to hurry up. I'm not committed to that. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, next episode is called Swipe Left. Um, it's, it follows up Andy and uh, Kyle again. Yeah. Uh, the couple who got in an over relationship. Basically, the episode is <clears throat> uh, it's mostly about like how he's enjoying being in an over relationship so much. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to give it up. And his wife simply saying, this shit ain't working for me. <laughs> so we should both stop. <laughs> so we should both stop. Yeah. Now, while she's selfish as hell. She is. She might be right. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Because if you gonna really be committed, then you know, you decided to start this thing together. If one person wants to bow out, I think. You saying like cause y'all are married, yeah. if they ain't working for one of y'all, they ain't working for yeah. both of y'all. Yeah, Kyle very much does not want to give it up. Kyle was like, <laughs> Kyle's reaction. Kyle, t- Kyle took it far. Kyle said, I fell in love. <laughs> Kyle did Bro, the shit you're not supposed to do in this thing. Can we talk about how men be so stupid with our, <laughs> what we say? Not, t- not that I vouch for men lying, because I don't believe in lying, but. My man straight up said, I fell in love. You do not have to say everything on your mind, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I love her. She loves me. And this is all like even like honeymoon phase because they just broke up. He just broke up with a side boo, and they just got got back together because she got turned down by other dude. <laughs> so he just caught in the winds anyway. And it, yeah, like she was like and he and even out of his mouth he was like, I know this is gonna be finite. <laughs> what? So what are you doing? So what are you talking about? Um. <laughs> all right, man. So anyways, um, basically they get to a bar scene, and the whole gist of the episode is like. We need to get a divorce, but like nobody, she, she doesn't clearly say it. She, I think she's of the feeling that they need to get a divorce. I thought she was saying like, either this shit needs to end or we need a divorce. So since he ain't willing to end it, <laughs> I feel like I feel like what she expected was this is making us need a divorce. So you should know that and end it. Because I don't want a divorce. But this might end up being that. Kyle um, don't know. Kyle, Kyle is so lo- wrapped up in Kyle feeling good. in the sauce, bro. <laughs> right. In that girl sauce. In that girl sauce. Um, but, yeah, man, so have you ever had a relationship where you knew you needed to break up and oh. you didn't want to say the words? Because that's basically what she does at the bar. Oh, God. You oh. know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I'll never forget it because my mom literally sat me down in the living room, it was um, 
the day well, I wasn't trying to deny it forever, but when my exes had got severely drunk and wild out on me in public, mm-hmm. and I had brought her to the house. No, I said I don't beat one. See, there you go, exposing yourself. Y'all saw it. It's on camera. Um, brought her to the house. She wild out. Um, this nigga threw up all over my bathroom. Oh my um, God. Just screaming, all kind of just depressing. Just, just it was just awful. And my mom sat me down. She was like, "I need you to end this shit yesterday." And um, that was the day I found out. But I just, it still took me like a couple of weeks to just. We'll get the stress. Yeah, because you do that thing where you try to, the, you know, convince yourself of, nah, man, she loves me. She's just going through something. Nah, I can fix it. Nah, she needs me. Because <laughs> um, at the time, she was depressed. She was threatening suicide and all kind of stuff. Mm, mm, mm. And um, I was like, nah. So, yeah, the day I had to just sit down and do it was um, a while after she had quote-unquote attempted suicide she just took some pills and stuff and it wasn't really enough to kill her but it was enough to just instill that fear in me and I knew it was manipulation mm, mm, mm. and um I just bust out crying man I was like man I gotta do this shit this shit they can't do it no more <laughs> and so um, yeah but it took a while to get there though yeah yeah well, how about you yeah man I had uh I've been there before you know um, I had this girlfriend who we've been through a lot of stuff with, you know, some being my fault. Well, most of it being my fault. <laughs> um, but we just weren't meant to be together in general. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was, I was, I just wasn't willing to do it because for whatever reason, I didn't want to be alone or I don't want to break a heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's right there. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend trap me. Ain't nobody trap your ass. Trap me. Ain't nobody trap your ass. Somebody lured me over to their house. <laughs> lured you what? With what? I don't even remember what it was. Some damn. <laughs> what? What? Some damn food or some shit. I don't it's know like... what. I don't know how you got me over there. <laughs> this nigga here lured me over to his house somehow. <laughs> and we oh, I know talking. what I did. I remember what I did. <laughs> What'd you do? What'd you do? I called you. I was like, "Oh, oh, bro, I need, I got, I need emergency. I got emergency. You gotta, you gotta come over right now. I'm scared. Come on." He was like, "What's wrong, bro? Just come over. Just come, come. Just hurry up." And that's what, that's what happened. He's a bitch boy. <laughs> well, that was the first one day I thought we was gonna fight. Well, that's the second time I thought we was gonna fight. First time we did fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So he, we over there talking, and you know, there was no emergency. Let it be known. Um, we over there talking, you know, we talking on the couch or whatever, and he, you know, oh, trying to let me know, you know, that I need to break up with her and this, that, and the third. Like, I stormed the fuck out. <laughs> I stormed the fuck out, bro. I was like, over it. I didn't say bye to his mama, nothing. He was so mad, bro. Bro, and so then, like, I'm at my car, and this, I'm trying to get in my car. This nigga pushed me up against the car. <laughs> this nigga pushed me up against the car. He's like, nigga, man the fuck off. <laughs> you and this girl do not need to be together. This shit is toxic. Shit is affecting you oh, and affecting the people around I you. I forgot about that part. Bro, I was like, Mike, get the fuck off me. <laughs> I've never been so mad. That nigga so mad. I thought he was going to swing on my ass, bro. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
But that's how it be sometimes, man. You just don't want to do it for whatever reason. But I think it's because men be afraid. We think like breaking up with somebody that we really do love and care about is a bad thing when it's like the whole shit is toxic, though. Like, we don't. Men genuinely do, contrary to popular belief, men do not want to hurt women's feelings. No. <laughs> like, not at all. In a genuine way, like, there's evil dudes who just make fun yeah, of women. You got dirtbags out yeah, there. Yeah, dirtbags and misogynists. But, like, men who mean well do not want to hurt women's feelings. Like, so when it comes to anything, even just like breaking up with a woman or or even just saying no when they, if they approach us. Yeah. Like, we feel like it's breaking their heart and their feelings, and we don't want to do that shit. Yep. So, it'd be like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So you gotta fight your best friend. I know, man. I was about to rock this nigga. Okay. Let me know. Okay. Um, <laughs> next episode is blank page. This is about. Oh, well, this shit hit me. Uh, <laughs> that, that shit hit me. It spoke to you, bro. Yeah. Um, it's, it basically follows like a writer. He's kind of like a dirtbag. Um, and he's never been like I guess checked on his shit. He's his never. This nigga's always gotten his way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, anyways, this girl. Well, a couple things happened in the episode. He ends up having sex with his best friend, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of deals with you know how their relationship changes, and also talks about how uh, he never viewed. So he had sex with one of his students. He was a teacher. Mm-hmm. He had sex with one of his students, and the whole time he's stressing out about it because he thinks it's going to end his career and all this other stuff. And he never thought about it from her perspective, how she felt. Not a one. Yeah. That shit was real, bro. Like that, that was shit was real. real. That was very real. Um, but we're gonna talk about uh, the the part uh, with his friend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had uh, a share time when you were in a relationship or dating and it got weird after sex, friendship, whatever? I've never personally had like a because of us it being weird after the fact because of your current girlfriend. Some awkward shit happened before when um. One of my ex-girlfriends happened to be an ex of one of my one of my best friends, and um, I first didn't want to date her because we had both dated her, and I've always had believed that you don't date you know your best friend's ex or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like he was like emphatic about it. He was like, "Man, it's cool. Just enjoy her. Like it just didn't work out between us. Like it's fine." So like me and her started having sex or whatever. Everything was fine between us, and it was one day because we were all in the same social social group. It was one day we was hanging out. I think you were with us, and um. It just so happened we were all in the car. It just so happened like my best friend, my homeboy, was on the end. The girl I was having sex with was in the middle between us, and I was on the other side. And so she was between two dudes she had had sex with or whatever. And no one was like, everybody was like adult enough to not call attention to the shit. But our fucking best friend just had to turn around like, oh my gosh, you're between two of the guys you had sex with. Is it weird? You guys feel awkward right now, don't you? Like, she was just being so extra about it. And I was like, <laughs> we were just looking at each other like, shit, it is what it is, nigga. Like, <laughs> what do you want us to do? Like, why would you Why would you bring this up right why now? Why would you? Because that's what, you know who you are if you're watching the show. That's what the fuck she does. Like, just make shit weird when it doesn't need to be weird. Um, that's the closest I've ever been. I never really had awkwardness um, of you. Yeah, man. <laughs> what happened? Well, okay, so during the days of Black Planet, um, oh God! <laughs> During the days of Black Planet, um, you know, you go in there, you type A slash 
S slash L. <laughs> you do, I don't do the slashes. I just ASL. I ain't got, <laughs> got time for these slashes. Um, nah, man. I had sex with this one girl off of Black Planet. And, you know, we were, okay, so we were in, like, a pseudo relationship before that. <laughs> it's, like, one of those things where, like, you know, we live kind of close, so we're kind of in a relationship, but we live far enough away where if something better come along, you know. <laughs> Just do what you want. <laughs> so, anyways, me and this girl's in a relationship for, like, I don't know, two, three months. Mm-hmm. I end up going down there to go see her, and we end up having sex. Hmm. Now, this is the second person I had sex with in my life. All right. Tough <laughs> of Black Planet? That's hilarious. <laughs> she didn't know that. She thought I was knocking him down. <laughs> he thought he was. <laughs> so when your boy went in there not knowing shit, <laughs> she's like, what the fuck is this? Think with his awkward stroke game and shit. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> um... I didn't even finish and she was like, I need you to get up off the <laughs> I didn't finish. I need you to go. <laughs> she didn't finish. Damn. Bro, it was terrible. She wasn't even like, yo, just finger me and just do it. Bro, like. Or just lick a nipple. That's what niggas do when they. When niggas bro, like, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I ate her, all this other stuff, bro. <laughs> Shit was just horrible. And, like, you can feel the awkwardness in the room. You feel that silence. It's that dead air. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> ain't no moaning. Ain't no. That shit didn't quite go right, did it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. So, like, after that, you know, like, I hit her up, you know, <laughs> like, a couple days later. She's like, yeah, I got a boyfriend now. <laughs> a couple days later? <laughs> Bro, no lie. She was like, yeah, he's 19. He in the military. Okay, so she's talking shit about you, <laughs> bro. Wow, that's what happens when you lie on your dick. She said, <laughs> "Fellas, take this as two experiences." He got two experiences like that in his life. <laughs> Everybody's been there, bro. Yeah, um, man. Take, fellas, don't lie on your dick. Don't ever do don't it. Don't do it. It's never worth it. You might, you might be able to get away with it in like eighteen, nineteen, but don't do it in general. When you're young, when somebody else is young, yeah, sure. Why not? Wow, <laughs> well, you did. I didn't know we was talking to them, but. <laughs> um, all right. Get your ass off. Bro, that shit was horrible. That shit was horrible. Um, all right, so I'm going to let Mike do the only story on this one since he finds it so fucking what hilarious. What you mean, Ron? You can go through stories. <laughs> um, number one seller. That's the episode that's featuring, Um, I think his name was Scrap. Um, random black. This is the most random episode of the season. The blackest of black. It's the blackest episode. That's that one woman and I got to redeem our, myself, and the other never had a shot. <laughs> oh no, level out on the dick. Okay, good. As long as you ain't lying on the dick, Dad, you good. Um, so yeah, it's about scrap. Long story short, he sells toys and shit and um random parks. This thing got no business license. He's just out here <laughs> selling random toys. No vendor kids. license. No vendor license or nothing. And um so. He's and it starts out doing business with a friend of his. Uh, his friends only give him like thirty percent of the sales, so he decides that ain't enough. He decides to start his own business. Um, gets his homeboy to help him out. Does crazy sales. Gets a lot of money. Gets big headed. Goes to the strip club. Throws all the money at the strip club. Bands. Ends up broke as fuck. Goes to re up on the toys. The little the Asian dude that owns the store <laughs> hustled his hustled his ass. Um, out of getting more store um, toys. He gets more toys. Tries to sell those, but the police catch him. 
I'm very glad they didn't have a whole like cop shooting innocent black guy with no weapon and shit. But he loses all that shit, loses all his money. Uh, long story short, he ends up with reuniting with his friends. Oh, I'm sorry, we're not doing spoilers. Anyway, that's the synopsis. So, I have put as a talking point. Um, what's the most hilarious strip club story y'all got? I feel like mine's is the most hilarious one of all time because it's not about me. It's about my best friend here. Hey, what about your ass, too? <laughs> um, I'm going to be quick about it. <laughs> so, those who don't know, <laughs> there's, a point, there's a point in time of me and Will and our friend Derek, who's been on the show in the, on the, show in the past, had nothing better to do with our lives but make money at Sam's Club, go to Walmart late at night playing video games. Get harassed by the police. Get harassed by the cops. And uh, um, using the handicapped um, walker, uh, you know, shopping cart things. With nobody is in there. And go to strip clubs. This is all the fuck we did because we just had no lives. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so one particular night. Um, we the strip club. It was a Thursday. It was a Thursday. This thing was like the back of his hand. Look I, at I, Cause I had just got paid. You did just get paid, and not only did you just get paid, this nigga went straight to the bank and cashed that shit out. He got the whole <laughs> check in cash. It was like, nigga, we going to the club tonight. We turning up. Yes, we all live with our parents at this time. <laughs> we didn't give a fuck about money. We didn't give a fuck about savings. None of that. So he cashed out his whole check, ready to turn up. We go to the strip club, we turn up, we having fun, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm going to tell the story from my perspective. <laughs> um, I'm, a, you know, I'm chilling, whatever, you know, just, you know, throwing my little ones or whatever like that. I see Will and VIP doing what he do. So I say, cool. Um, I said, Derek was off, you know, Derek just sit there smoke a cigarette and just fucking lay back the whole time. That's what he does. And um, everything's going well, everything's going good, everybody's having a good time. And I hear some kind of like, you know, the strip club is loud as fuck. But I hear some kind of faint noise in the background of somebody yelling. You piece of shit. I don't know who is yelling. Who's gonna be having a bad time in the strip club? Somebody's just yelling their ass off though. I think I turn around. <laughs> I see Will looking up like this fucking bouncer is big as shit, looking down at his ass. And then Will is looking up like he going in on his <laughs> He throwing this shit. <laughs> He going in on his bouncer. The bouncer's looking like, I hear you, but if you put your finger on me, it's over for you. So he just standing at the nigga, just looking down at him. And um, I come up, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck going on? Man, this fucking bitch just took my money. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Couldn't have found out. This nigga Will went to get a lap dance. <laughs> this nigga had a boner. And I saw this shit all night. It's not a good story. And I don't know why we didn't talk him out of this. But he had cashed out his whole check, and then got a lap dance. And every time he went to pay for it, because y'all selfish, man. He pulled the whole bundle out and was like, "Here's your money." So <laughs> at one point, this nigga was like, "Here you go, I got you. Don't worry about it." At one point, this nigga was lost in the sauce, and couldn't remember how many. I guess you couldn't remember how many songs you paid for, but you was trying to get the stripper to help you sort out the money. So this nigga hands her the money, like, "Can you hold on to this for a second while I get this shit sorted out?" He hands her the money, and this motherfucker dips to the back. She takes the money. She's like, all right, I'm gone. <laughs> this nigga hot tails it to the back. Does not come back out. <laughs> this, this is not a good story. This nigga was like, <laughs> this nigga was like, what? oh, she's coming back out. Motherfucker never came back out. We didn't see this woman for the rest of the night, bro. <laughs> she just disappeared. And she went to the back, and this nigga Will screws on the funny. 
Nigga, it was so funny when it was happening because he was so mad. And all these niggas did was like give you a free pass or some shit. Bro. They give you like a stamp free. It was some stamp fuck card. <laughs> so, fuck. so we fucked your card. <laughs> Come back and get fucked some more. Like I said, this woman never showed up again. They said, yeah, man, we, we checked the locker and stuff. We ain't seen nothing in the locker. I don't know what to tell you. This nigga Will was so fucking mad, bro. Like, you, I feel like we went straight home after that. I feel like it was We no did. More, I shut that shit down. There was no more fun to be at. <laughs> but if y'all could have seen this man yelling at this big-ass bouncer, like he was going to do something. Like, this nigga could have just squished his ass at any... <laughs> what was like Kingpin? <laughs> he was... Off of um, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Spider-Verse. Oh, <laughs> Spider-Verse Keeper was just looking at him like, I will kill you, fam. And this nigga, whole check in one night. And I never did ask her if the last name was worth it. Was it like, and did she, these, like, did, she do, did she do the thing where she like hummed on your crotch? She didn't do that shit? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Next episode is Low Rolling Boil. Oh boy, you good now? I'm, I'm, you I'm good, fuck boy. <laughs> um, this episode is about. Uh, it follows two brothers and their two. Uh, one are they both married? Yes. I don't know who put them laughing faces up there. Bro, because it's funny, bro. You take them shits back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll just say they're two wives. Uh, these two brothers and their two wives. They they got a uh, what is it? A beard. Dispensary or whatever. They had a, a brewery. Yeah, beer brewery. Um, and one brother bows out because he's just too creative for the shit. <laughs> um, but anyways, the guy who bowed out, he's now taking care of the, the daughter at home or whatever. Mm. And uh, his wife has like become uber successful. Yeah, selling dog treats. Yeah, selling dog treats. And so it talks about what they're going through and how the brothers, you know, need to fix their relationship and shit like that. Mm. So. Uh, but I guess one of the bigger things in there was, do you think he had like a problem with his wife making more than him, mm-hmm. and do you do you think men still have a problem with their mm-hmm. wife or girlfriend making more than them? I hear that men do. I don't know who these men are. Um, maybe y'all can respond in the chat. But I ain't got no. I've, I've dated a woman that made more money than me, and that shit was not a problem. Um, I you think, think it'd be better, different if you were married. I don't think I would feel different. I don't think so. I don't think so, cause um, I mean, if I pursue this art thing full time, you ain't gonna make no bread. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be making money, but I don't expect to be like rich right away, no time soon. But so if I'm doing that, if I'm tr- if I'm pursuing what I really want to do, like I'm probably not gonna be making a whole lot of money. Um, but then at the same time, I do plan on making other have other streams of revenue. So, but either way, I don't I don't I know I wouldn't have an issue with it, but. Apparently, a lot of men are still insecure about it. Like, would you feel insecure about uh, it? No. <laughs> no. As long as these motherfucking bills get paid. What if, your, what if your wife came home and was like, baby, I need you to go ahead and just quit your little job because that shit ain't... That shit no ain't going to happen. You, you if she want me to quit my job... If you got kids, y'all got kids, and instead of paying for, like, a buttload for, like, you know, daycare and all that shit, she's like, baby, I need you to go ahead and quit this job and just stay home with the kids. Fuck out of here. Why not? Because I ain't going to feel like a man if I do. Like, there's still, like, I think there's still, like, something to the feeling of bringing home something. Well, you take the kids. The kids. You, you bring it home. You cultivating the kids. Fuck that. Dig said, um, I need my woman to make more money because we both can't be broke. 
<laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I well, can't do it. But you're, just, you're taking care of the kids. Like, I'm straight, bro. Your kids come out super successful, though. How am I, I going to know? How am I going to know when I'm you, feeling emasculated? Because you're making sure. <laughs> For the 15 plus years. <laughs> you're making sure. <laughs> no. No. you teaching them. you teaching them how to start their own businesses. How to be upstanding citizens. No. And your, mom, your wife making... She's making six figures, bro. Like, Brother, why would we can't afford child care? Because you, you might as well save the extra money you can. Why waste it? No, bro. I want to go out and I want to have a job. I want to have some shit to talk about besides <laughs> these fucking kids. You can talk about the garden you've been, you've been um, watering and the. <laughs> you can talk about the clothes you've been washing all day. What about the, the fuck? The food you don't cook for her. The PTA meetings I'm going to. <laughs> the. Mom's yoga class that I just joined. Bro, you can tell her how you can like do the headstand now, like without breaking your damn back or some shit. You can do the full. Too you bad. Tell her all that. Too bad she's not sexually attracted to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she is though, man. No, she's not. <laughs> and then uh, she gonna be talking down to me and shit. <laughs> she's not, bro. <laughs> I told you to have this shit cleaned up by the time I got the fuck home. She be doing that weird butt thing when you walk by. Like, Ooh, look at that. That thing getting fat. Even <laughs> <laughs> you sitting around all day. <laughs> Go in there and make me a sandwich. <laughs> she make your shit jump up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think you're getting too deep into it. So you do it? Depends. But like, I mean, but also, I'm a, I do art and shit. So I wouldn't be doing nothing. I know I wouldn't be doing nothing. Well, you'd be fulfilling yourself. Huh? Well, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what my so-called garden doing. Yes, exactly. I'm fulfilling myself. You gonna be a little bitch, just like See, me if I was at the house. You the problem. It's on. <laughs> oh, appreciate you tuning in, James. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, you looking? You really too deep, man. But we gotta hurry up and finish the show. Then finish it then. All right, so Will's gonna be staying home, Dad. So the last episode of She's Back is about this woman who broke up with a girl, her boyfriend. To be a super huge um, TV star, and also she moved. <laughs> she moved to LA and everything to start a better life. Uh, she's not going super well because her show just got canceled. So she comes back in town. Um, she just has like a little press thing, and she decides to see him, uh, just to, you know, just to talk, quote unquote. But of course, it leads into the conversation of like she's thinking about moving back home, and um, maybe you know, maybe starting her whole life at home. And so the dude's like, I mean, that sounds good on paper, but, you know, you're kind of lost in this whole fantasy right now. Like, you just having fun with the thought of me. You don't actually want to be with me. You're just living life right now. Um, so I was going to ask you, have you ever fallen in love with the thought of being with somebody but not actually wanting to be with them in real life? Such a difficult question. It's, it is a difficult question. Um, because I would say yes. I would say yes. How so? Because <clears throat> there's there have been chicks like I have pursued, mm. and then, like she'll be going well, and then like in the back of my mind, I knew it was like infatuation. Like, yeah, I knew it was like I know that their goals, their five year goals, don't align with mine, mm. and I knew it, it wouldn't work. But you just become wrapped in somebody so easily. I don't know. It's because you ain't got to commit to nothing. Like, you, yeah. can just, you can just fuck with this fantasy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man. I, I think anytime you do fall in love with the thought of being somebody, this is purely like infat- infatuation, and you got to give yourself that time to back up and death to figure your shit out. To be completely honest with yourself, like just ask yourself, like, yo, do I really do? Would I really take this person with me out to meet my friends and family on a regular basis? Yeah, and claim them. And whatever, whatever comes out of their mouth, like I got someone to align with. <laughs> you know what I'm oh. <laughs> their lifestyle, how they handle themselves, how they handle their finances, how they treat other people. <laughs> no, I'm straight. Is that me? You? I feel like I have, yeah. I feel like we all have yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely have. And. It would just be that it is like what's crazy about it is like every time you do start to feel like heavy into it, like you know, I might this shit probably could work out. They do something like on cue. Yep. And it's like, oh shit. Oh shit, no! What the? <laughs> like on, it's like there's like some kind of reaction they have in their head, like oh now I gotta fuck this up, <laughs> and um, you be like instantly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man, but yeah, so that's that's our talking points were easy. Yeah. Um, check check out the show, man. It's um. I found out the name of the genre of the show. It's mumblecore. Is that what it's called? It's when you, yeah, it's when you just set up characters to have an interaction, but you don't actually have, like, a script, per se. Yeah. So you just leave it on the actors and just figure it out. Oh, okay. And use their acting skills. So, so it's, like, it's a very unique show. Y'all check it out. It's the last season, sadly, but it's very good on Netflix. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to our Black Business Shout Out of the Week. Um, I don't have one. Of course you but don't. Of I was going to, I meant to ask you this before, before you had to uh, run off and uh, get the products necessary for the show that you forgot. Oh, so the thing that I was you gonna, forgot I was going to have you shout out your uh, therapist. Uh, let's see. You, so one would probably put that in the script beforehand, but you know. Uh, um, Yeah, I can shout out my therapist. Her name is Miss Tanya Bolton. She is amazing. She's located in Columbia. I don't know if you're in the Columbia area, if you're watching the show, but... She's in Columbia. She's a, like I said, tremendous, tremendous um, therapist. I don't have her information on hand because I didn't know it was going to be put on the spot. Um, but she has a Bolton Counseling. It's off of, is that Broad or Bush River? I always get them confused. Just got here. Not even prepared for his own shot. Chuck the rest up. Um, I can give y'all her contact. Uh, yeah, she's at 5000 Thurman Mall, uh, yeah. Suite 319. There you go. Yeah, all that stuff you just said. Um, just hit her up. Is she right now? Is she downtown? Still? That's showing that she's downtown. No, I don't think that's it. Oh. That's it? No, that's downtown. <sighs> but, anyway, you can reach her at... You can reach her. Her number is um eight zero three. Actually, I don't know if she want her number out here. Let me. Oh, okay. Well, she's a business, right? She is, but I don't know. She be using her cell phone for her. Uh, eight zero three, seven nine eight. Yes, sir. Seven five four zero. All right, that's not her personal number, so that's good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. she's at eight ten Dutch Square Boulevard, Suite four sixty. Um, so go. that's over by Broad River, Bush River area. Yeah, yeah. Um. Amazing, amazing person. She Beautiful specializes woman. in grief, depression, uh, marital and premarital. Mm-hmm. Um, also helps with anxiety, uh, addiction, bipolar disorder, 
Any, you know, the whole lot, I suppose. All of it. Yeah. So, uh, she's a licensed professional, so you're not just going to some shade tree person that just (laughs) listens to your problems. Exactly. Um, So, please check her out. If you have any questions, call her at 803-798-7540. And now we're going to get to our thirst of the week. Yes. Our thirst of the week. Yes. So, this week's uh, thirst going to be, I'm going to do two of them, just for that first 15 minutes of, what? For the first 15 minutes, she's got to have it. So we're going to be shouting You're out. you but okay. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed. That's it. <laughs> we're going to be shouting out uh, Dewanda Wise. She is the star of She's Got to Have It. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's been in other things. Uh, as far as, uh, she was on another Netflix movie I saw not too long ago. Right. Um, what is it? The weekend. Um, I ain't never seen none of these other <laughs> But um, she's a star. She's got to have it. She's also been on a few TV shows. Uh, Boardwalk Empire. I did not know uh, she was on there. Yep. Uh, Twilight Zone. Special Victims Unit. I'm sure she was a body on there. Always. I know. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. You can find her on uh, Instagram and. Dewanda Wise, D E W A N D A W I S E. Yes, yes. Yeah, just follow her, look at everything she's got going on. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, Check her out. Beautiful chocolatey woman. Yeah, man. Um, Let me see. And we're also going to shout out her girlfriend um, in the thing. In, uh, what is it called? She's got to have it. I know, man. I'm fucking up. You are. Um, dang, I had this shit. Uh, her girlfriend's name is Opal. Find it for me real quick, Mike. I'm lying. Why are you? I don't ever need your help with all. Why are you acting like so, so, such a biatchi? Because you come in prepared. I did come. Oh, I, I didn't know I was going to do two of them. What? That was your last minute off, um, audible. I know, right? What is uh-huh. Yeah, that's her. That's her. That's her. Right here. Yep. How you spell her name? I don't know, nigga. Scroll down. To the Instagram. Her name is uh, Elfinish Hadira. Oh, yeah, um, that sounds right. Yeah, she bad too. Yeah, she is. She uh, you can catch her on IG at Infinator. <laughs> uh, go with that. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up, nigga. Um, Elfinator. I L F E N A T O R. Um, her name is Opal in the series. Mm-hmm. She bad. She got a little kid on the series, but uh, she does. this this whole this whole two person thirst. Oh, there you are, Well, so you would watch <laughs> the first fifteen minutes of She's Got to Have It, season two. Just throw the rest of the season away. Just watch the first fifteen. <laughs> well, if, if you throw the rest of the season away, if it don't interest you, I can't blame you. <laughs> But if you watch the first 15 minutes, it's goat material. Don't watch it at work. I know y'all be watching Netflix at work, but don't watch that. Yeah, at work. it's got it's got bad words in it. That that specific part has bad words. Bad words, okay. Uh, yeah, it's bad words. Let's go with that. Don't surprise me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all for joining us for thank another y'all. episode of Cultivated Ignorance. Yes. Um, we want to thank all the people in the guest chat. Um, uh-huh. We want to shout out. Uh, what is it? Um, what am I about to say? I don't know. 
I got a terrible memory. This nigga drunk on the show, y'all. I know. Anyways, join us in a couple weeks for a brand new episode of Cultivate Ignorance. <laughs> oh, that Bill Orton thing. I can't remember. I, oh. My mind went blank. I'll be drunk. <laughs> um. So, yeah. yeah Popping perks and shit. Hey, man. Zandy bars, all that shit. Love you guys. Long time. I love you too. No, he doesn't. I love you too. Love, love See you, you next love time. Love you too. Love you too. No, he doesn't.